Welcome to the Post-Narc Life Podcast. It's time to leave behind the narcissist narrative and build an amazing life that you love. You got through, but you're not done. We're going to build your next level of wealth, create healthy relationships, find deep self-connection to expand your unique impact on this world, and leave behind a legacy of love. I'm your host, Laura, by the way. I've been there. I get it. And I've got you. Let's go build your post-narc life. Hey, y'all. It's another episode of the Post-Narc Life podcast. Welcome back. And can I just say, it's a big deal that I have been cranking out these episodes once per week. I am so proud of myself. It's been a goal of mine. And I've had this goal for a long time to be the person who puts out a podcast once a week. And I've been developing my skills of consistency. And that has been very challenging for me. But here we are. We're at episode eight. And I have many, many more to come. And likewise, if you're hearing this, I am proud of you for showing up, for doing the work to heal, for caring about yourself enough to do this work. It's a huge deal. I hope you're proud of yourself too. You have my full permission to be super proud of yourself. And there will, of course, be many, many more episodes in the Post Narc Life podcast because I have a lot to say about the narcissist recovery experience, about what my people go through on a daily basis, about how to grow and heal and reframe and live a life that is truly excellent regardless of what has happened or who is in your life and many times fueled by these hard things. I'm talking today, of course, about the reality of your situation and how we can not only make peace with that reality, with that narcissist reality experience you've had, but also we can create something more from it. The reality of having a narcissist in your life just sucks, okay? It really does. There's no mincing words, okay? Family members who make terrible choices, spouses who were supposed to love you but instead abuse you the impossible decision of divorce and how it affects your kids, friends who are supposed to support you, but instead just one-up you and betray you behind your back, memories of childhood that, that haunt you, people in your life who will just never change, toxic exes who make co-parenting a nightmare, parents and in-laws who judge and criticize and constantly push your boundaries. I can go on and on, okay? There's so many iterations of the narc in your life. My clients and myself, of course, we deal with the same version or sorry, with some version of this reality every single day. And I know I'm a coach and it is my job to be neutral, but I'm going to jump in the pool for a second and agree that this just sucks. I'm not going to coach you out of this one. (laughs) It's just really crappy. And even though, yes, it totally is an option to coach you out of this, quote unquote, But, you know, we can look at it if that's what is important to you and that's what you want. But honestly, it's not required. And in many cases, I don't even recommend it. You know, it's just like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. We're not we're not here to use our thoughts to coach ourselves out of the reality of the situation. And I, I just want you to know that I really am so sorry for what you've had to pass through. I'm sorry for what I've had to pass through. It's it's not a fun reality to come to terms with. Most of my clients come from generations of narcissist abuse. And as a result, it's going to feel lonely 
on the path to healing and creating healthy relationships and creating things that don't exist yet, things that haven't existed for your family for generations. This is a pioneer path. And the pioneer path is not a smooth one. You're going to be bombarded on all sides, including your own brain. It's not fun all the time. (laughs) Although as a coach, I like to have the goal to make this fun. I think dealing with a narcissist situation in your life could be fun, at least parts of it. Anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. I digress. So acknowledging this reality doesn't mean that we can't eventually make peace with it. You know, once you have a good cry about it, once you acknowledge it and really allow yourself to process through, we can start looking at it. We can start asking, how can we safely make peace with this reality? Peace with your situation is about accepting the emotion that's going to come up, the anger, the sadness, the loss, the injustice. All of those feelings are 100% valid. Allow them to be there. Yes, emotions do come from thoughts for sure, but that doesn't mean that we always have to change our thoughts. Accepting your reality is about accepting yourself and others in the messy and sometimes terrible human condition. Healing doesn't always mean changing how we think about things. Healing sometimes means we just see what is. Your brain wants to hate what is. It wants to avoid it. It wants to solve it. It wants to fix it. It wants to ignore it. It wants to to deny it. It wants to be bitter at it, okay? It want, it's going to want to hate your past and your upbringing and your marriage and your partner and your parents or whoever it is that hurt you because it believes that by hating the offender, it will be protected from future abuse. But I promise you, this is not true. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this very briefly, but this is going to be an entirely different podcast episode. This is what actually protects you from abuse. Number one, caring and respecting yourself, caring for and respecting yourself so that you don't tolerate boundary violations. Number two, awareness of everything that's going to come at you so you know exactly what to expect. Three, a plan of action for what you will do in case a narc shows up or in case narcissists do their narky things. And number four, understanding that not all abuse can be 100% prevented, but it can all 100% be dealt with and processed and healed and overcome. So that's a basic four-step process for actually protecting you from future abuse, but that'll be something we talk about later down the road. But that gives you kind of a, an idea of having thoughts and, and painful feelings and hatred and bitterness and resentment for the narcissistic situation in your life is not actually going to protect you from future abuse. And so giving you these four steps ahead of time so you know, wait, this is actually what you need to be focused on is going to help protect you from abuse. So we'll talk about that in a future episode. Continuing on with what we're going to talk about today, some of us are going to like to create meaning to assign to the terrible things that we experience in life. Things like, this is all part of the plan, or it was meant to be so that I could become who I am today, or some tie to a grander purpose, right? And maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I personally, I do believe those things are true. That's honestly what brings me a lot of peace and what gives me a lot of purpose. But it really doesn't have to be true for everyone in that way. You don't need purpose in order to feel at peace. Here's some other thoughts I have about creating peace in this situation. I think about 
weather events like hurricanes that wreak havoc on whole cities or tornadoes that touch down and decimate some houses, but not others, or even like ant piles that get destroyed by children. Even our bodies, right? Our bodies, when we're injured, have a whole immune system and repair system that gets to work right away all on its own without us having to consciously direct it. Our bodies are always healing. We are always ready to heal. The body doesn't care how it was injured. It doesn't care who did it. It The T cells aren't going to get mad at the virus that's invading. Okay, The scar tissue does not get bitter at the blade that made the cut. Okay, Ants are not going to get mad at the child. They just work as fast as possible to rebuild. Even in the hurricane tornado situation, People in the cities don't wage a campaign against the disintegrated hurricane or the disintegrated tornado that hit their town. That We don't do that. Instead, we get to work right away on rebuilding. And emotional injuries can be the same way. What if emotional abuse that occurs can just be dealt with by getting to work on healing as soon as possible? Doing the things that actually serve you to heal, like getting out of the situation, Processing out your emotion, allowing your brain to think and make sense of things, holding space, compassion for yourself as you heal. And what gets in the way of this way of thinking when it comes to narcissist abuse is that we as humans can talk to each other and influence each other's behavior in normal, healthy situations. We can use words to tell someone, hey, it hurt my feelings when you said that. Can you be more careful? Or, oh no, I'm so sorry. I never meant to hurt you. How can I help make it right? Things like, mom, when I was little, you took away my favorite toy and it made me feel like you didn't care about what was important to me. And then maybe she can respond, oh my goodness, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I do care about what's important to you. Tell me more. See, conversations like this in normal, healthy situations can go a long way towards healing. But can you imagine how this might go with a narcissist, (laughs) right? It's not going to work out the same way. If you let them know that you were hurt by them, It only turns into more abuse and hurt. And because narcissists happen to be humans, this is very jarring for the brain. It's short circuits. It it, it goes against the natural flow of things. It puts you in survival mode and confusion. And in some cases, it's going to lead to more self-blame, more self-punishment, and trying even harder to make them see how you've been hurt, making things spiral into a continual pattern that can feel impossible to get out of. Instead, I invite you to see everything that the narcissist does like you would a natural disaster. Let the narc go. Let the narc go like you would the hurricane. It's gone. It, it, it disappeared into the atmosphere. What if you could let the narc go like you would let that hurricane go and just start getting to work to heal? Let go of the need for the narcissist to change, the need for them to apologize, the need for them to feel bad for what they've done to you, or the need for them to even try to make things right. Let go of that. The cells in your body are not going to be concerned about jumping out of you to destroy the blade that cut you. They're not going to go search for that blade. Instead, they're going to rush to the site of the injury and immediately start rebuilding. Likewise, your emotions are not going to be able to jump out of your brain and body to make the narcissist feel all of the pain that you're in to motivate them to stop. That's not real. That's not going to happen. So instead, let your emotions process. Let yourself be with the hurt 
as your brain does its thing to heal itself because it will heal. We are designed to be constantly healing. Our bodies are constantly healing and our brain constantly heals itself. Our emotions constantly heal themselves. And I want to reiterate, okay, the best way to deal with a narcissist is to get away as fast as possible. Okay, I want to make that clear. And for many people, leaving the narcissist is going to be enough to create the safety and space for healing that you want. But most of the time, you're going to have to both leave the narcissist and emotionally leave the narcissist as well. And for those of you who, for for whatever reason, which are perfectly fine reasons, decide to keep the narcissist in your life, the emotional work is still going to need to be done to keep yourself safe and create space for healing. You're still going to have to to leave the narcissist dynamic, even if that means the narcissist is still in your life. And you can do that. And if you're going to choose to keep the cactus in your life, right? If you're going to choose to pick it up, might as well put gloves on. That's the work we do to heal. The work we do to protect yourself, to manage your thoughts and emotions, to, to manage your decisions and your past and all of the things that the narcissist brings up for you. We put gloves on so that whatever the narcissist does to you, it doesn't hurt. Now, you're going to find that as you do the work to heal, you're going to be growing and changing, and the narc will either be stagnating or getting worse. That's generally what happens. And this can sometimes be a harsh reality to deal with, especially if you love that person. And you're going to need to make decisions going forward that support your safety and the life that you want. So keep that in mind. And whatever your reality is, it's really important to be brave enough to acknowledge it. See where you might be lying to yourself to make yourself feel better. See where you might be in denial, where you might be explaining things away, where you might be justifying things, whereas normally that would be insane to other people. Whatever your situation, it's okay. It really is because your situation just is. You can acknowledge the reality of your situation as it is just by looking at it. We don't even have to have judgments about it. We don't even have to tell yourself it's terrible and wrong. And oh my gosh, how could I possibly have married this narcissist in my life? We don't have to have those stories. You can just look at the reality kind of like with the injury to the body. Maybe you had something cut you or maybe you had a bone break. You can just look at the reality of that situation. Yep. I've got a broken bone. This is really painful. Or I'm currently bleeding and I need a bandaid, right? We don't have to judge the situation. Oh no, I did this horrible thing and got my bones broken. No, we just need to focus on healing. Wherever your situation is, you can take responsibility for your choices from a place of self-compassion, from a place of self-understanding and not from a, pla- a place of blame and shame. You can you can safely, kindly and compassionately tell yourself, acknowledging the reality of the situation, yeah, I made this choice. I chose to stay in this marriage. I chose to marry this person. I chose to go to this event with my in-laws, right? I choose to keep this job in which my boss is actively a narcissist, right? If you're making these choices, things that are in your control, actions that are in your control, you can acknowledge them without the blame shame spiral. You can just acknowledge that it is. Yes, I made this choice. Okay, it's just good to look at. And listen, coaching, as you know, I'm sure, is all about the thought emotion connection and how that drives everything that you create in your life. Your thoughts about your situation absolutely matter. How you feel day to day and how you feel before you make decisions definitely matters. 
In fact, your thoughts and emotion are going to matter more than your circumstances because those are the only things that you can fully control. But when you've had to survive a narcissist, even those have been hijacked. So the best thing that you can do is to start seeing reality, even if it isn't pretty, even if you're not proud of it, and start seeing your thoughts and emotions that created those choices that you made, even if they're painful for you. It's really important to just see it before we even start making different changes in your thoughts and emotions. And this is optional, but my invitation to you as you're processing all of this is to look at the possibility that all of this work is an opportunity. It's an opportunity that will def- that will refine you and serve you to create what it is that you really want. It's not an obstacle. The narcissist in your life is not an obstacle. The narcissist in your life is an opportunity. They are a stepping stool to the thing that you want. If you can see it that way, it's going to be so much more empowering and so much more doable. As you start looking at your thoughts, at your emotions, you will be mining for gold. The gold that you find will be what makes it possible for you to do what feels impossible right now. I promise you, it's an amazing situation. It's an amazing process because I do this with my clients all of the time. So for example, today, in fact, I was coaching a client uh, and we actually used her past narcissist experiences as fuel for the current life that she is building. What that looked like is we talked about how when she was married to her narc, She thought that if she just used the coaching tools over and over again, she could create a life that was happy no matter what. I mean, that's a thing that we sell as coaches, right? We're like, look, your circumstances don't matter. It's your thoughts and emotions. So of course you can create happiness for yourself, regardless of who's in your life, regardless of who is married to you. But it just never worked out for her. She could never get to a place where she was at peace and happy with herself using the coaching tools, even though the coaching tools are amazing, they absolutely work. It just didn't work for her. And so that's kind of the thing that she didn't really want to look at. She she didn't really want to think too much about that because what that means is that as she's growing her business right now, her brain is thinking about that time in her life and using it as evidence that sometimes the coaching tools aren't going to work. And as, a, as she's trying to create her six-figure business, her six-figure goal, her multiple six-figure goal, in fact, that it, it's possible that it might not work. It's possible that something out of her control is going to happen. And for some reason, she's not in control of being able to create this result for herself. But when we really looked at it, we started mining for the thoughts and the emotions. We, we went back to that place where she was in that narcissist situation. And we realized that there was one huge difference. When she was married to her narcissist, Deep down, she didn't want to make it work. Not really. Part of her did, yes. Okay. Part of her was saying that she should want to make it work. But it wasn't until she spent so much time and energy trying and trying and trying and failing that she was able to see okay, what's going on here? Is this what I really want? And this actual deep down, desire to not do it. Like she just didn't want to do it. This is what was blocking her from her ability to succeed, quote unquote, with the coaching tools, right? You can't use the coaching tools to create a result that you don't actually want. That's not available. (laughs) That's not possible. But once she saw that, she could move forward with confidence 
that you can, she can actually create the thing, any result in her life. That's multiple six figure business is absolutely on its way because she actually wants it. She knows that she wants it. And she doesn't have to be afraid of something not working out outside of her control because she's now able to know what it is that she really wants. A deep knowing of what it is that you really want, like we talked about in the last episode with deep self-connection, is sometimes really tricky to obtain. Okay, I get it. So that's why coaching is so important because it's really good to, to dig deep and get all of those should thoughts out of the way, all of those. This is what a good wife does. This is what a good religious person does who always fights for her marriage, who always tries to make it work, right? But you really have to look at who you actually are. Remember, we've talked about this in the past. Who you actually are is made up of the things that you want, the things that you don't want, the things that you like, and the things that you don't like. That's really at the core of what makes us who we are. And in this situation, when she really looked back, she realized she never wanted to be married to this person ever. (laughs) She decided to get married to him because of a lot of reasons that were created by the narcissist abuse in her upbringing. Okay. And that's what happens all the time. I see this all the time. People are marrying and getting in relationships with other toxic people because that's what's familiar to them. That's what they know. That's what they've been trained and conditioned to want. When in reality, your true deep inner self doesn't actually want this. Okay. But you're, you were, but you've been conditioned through this sense of, well, it's safest to want this thing. It's safe to push myself to do things I don't want to do so that the narcissist is happy and so that I can survive this moment. Right. Because those are two conflicting wants, two conflicting legitimate wants, the, the want of your highest self and the things that you really want that align with who you really are and the want of survival. Survival is absolutely a goal that your brain has and absolutely will default to when you are feeling threatened or unsafe. So these are sometimes can be conflicting once and it will make sense that you've made these choices that you don't actually want. But of course you made them because in those moments you believed that that's what it was needed to happen in order for you to survive in order to feel safe. And those are habits and patterns that we get into starting from childhood that create all of these things in our life that we don't actually want. So in my own life, I can say that I'm so grateful that I get to take the darkest parts of my life and use them as a means to help others. It's the most fulfilling thing to see someone else's life change because I took the time to look at all the dark and twisty parts about myself, all the dark and twisty experiences I've been through analyze them, make sense of them, turn them into consumable podcasts and posts and workbooks and webinars and programs and and coaching that legitimately changes lives and families and generations to come. This fuels me every single day. And if I have an interaction with a narcissist, even if it was painful for me, it only pushes me forward and gives me more to work with, gives me more experience with what my clients are experiencing and what they need, more training to get what my clients need in, in, in their progress and in their journey. How amazing is that? <laughs> that I can either live an amazing post-narc life where I have a super healthy marriage, awesome kids, I'm moving forward in my business and my life, I'm creating the things that I want. And if I don't have that, if there's something going on with a narcissist situation in my life, I can still use that to create those things, to build it. It's just, it's, it's more fuel to the fire. That's awesome. That to me feels extremely empowering and it feels very purposeful 
And it feels a little bit fun. It feels like, oh, here we go. Let's go. What are we going to learn today? <laughs> and and not all the time, okay? Sometimes it is very painful for me. Sometimes I'm like, dang, I'm dealing with this very harsh reality of narcissists in my life that I, for many reasons, choose to allow them in my life. But at any time, I know that I can choose to not have them in my life. I can choose to go 100% no contact. I can absolutely do that. I am not choosing that right now. But I may choose that in the future if the abuse escalates or get worse or starts affecting my life in a negative way and I don't necessarily want to coach myself out of it. I'm a huge proponent of if you're going to have a cactus in your life, maybe just limit the amount of cactuses. And by cactus, I mean narcissist because cactuses can like, they look really nice or decorative, but when you touch them, they hurt you, obviously. Anyway, If you want to choose to have a narcissist in your life, please be very selective about that. Don't have 20 narcs in your life because you want to keep them all and have somehow build your life. That's just, I don't recommend it. That's a lot to manage, especially if you have a lot of contact with them. I would say just be very selective. Okay. So if you have divorced a narcissist, but you're raising children with them, fine. Absolutely. Keep that narc in your life because you really don't have a choice based on the judge's decree (laughs) and you have to communicate with them, but communicate with them as little as possible, as simply as possible and emotionally divorced from them in order to be able to have that healthy interaction with them. Cause you, you can, you can do it in a healthy way. They're going to try to do their best to make your life as miserable as possible, but you can actually protect yourself from that and create a lot of safety for yourself in your own mind about that. It's tricky. It's not easy. It's not going to be perfect but you can do it and let that be the only narc in your life if absolutely possible. Now, if you're coming at me and you're like, okay, I've got a narcissist ex I'm co-parenting with, I've got a narc mom and a narc dad and some narc in-laws and I've got a narc sister and a narc brother. And like, you just got all these family members, all these people in your life, you working for the narcissist boss, right? They're just surrounded by narcs. Sometimes that happens. Okay. I've been there then I highly recommend you really be selective. Maybe you only talk with your mother-in-law, but you go no contact with a few other members that you're not in, you don't absolutely need in your life, right? Or maybe you quit that job and you decide, I'm just not going to work for somebody who doesn't see me as a person and only sees me as a means to an end and has no respect for my boundaries, okay? Let's, let's reduce the amount of narcissists much as possible in your life so that you don't have to be doing constant gymnastics to be managing yourself and your boundaries and your emotions. Because the number one thing to do is to leave and go no contact. But again, if you're not interested in that, I understand, but let's reduce it as much as possible. <laughs> anyway, that was a that was a strange tangent. But I, I, I just want to iterate, looking at the reality of your situation is not always going to be fun. And that's not a problem. It's okay. All of us in some way or another are dealing with difficult things. Maybe your neighbor isn't dealing with a narc in their life, but they might be dealing with some other hardship or some other struggle. And our lives are built that way. Of course, we are designed and wired to be as happy as possible and to create circumstances in our lives that are happy as possible. But the 50-50 principle still applies to even the best situations. Even if you have the amazing post-narc life that you want, the 50-50 principle is that 50% of the time, it's going to be amazing. And 50% of the time, there's going to be problems that you have to solve. There's going to be not so fun things you have to deal with. Even if you have the life that you want in the dream location with the healthy relationship and the amazing in-law relationship and the amazing job or the amazing business, there's still going to be problems that you need to solve. 
And there's still going to be things that come up that are going to be unpredictable. And that doesn't mean you didn't create an amazing postmark life. It just means that you created a life you actually wanted and you created a version of yourself that can deal with the other 50%. That's what it's really all about. Because surviving a narcissist means that you had to give up so much of yourself and you have been conditioned to be in a pattern of constantly solving for what's right in front of you, for feeling better in the moment, instead of going out and creating what it is that you want, of, of doing the hard work, playing the long game, managing your fight or flight response so that you can make decisions that serve your highest self, that serve what you actually want, rather than doing what it takes in the moment to just get to the next moment to feel safe. That's the pattern we're trying to undo. And if we can undo that pattern, then the 50-50 that's going to come with your amazing post-arc life is going to be way easier to deal with. You're going to be able to manage it so much better. You're going to be able to create more pleasant emotions if that's what you want. You're going to be able to feel confident. You're going to have clarity. You're going to feel connection to yourself. You're going to have the people in your life that actually contribute to the amazingness of your life. All of that stuff is going to be available. You're going to create more of it because you're not wallowing in this shame spiral, guilt spiral, survival mechanism spiral that has kept you down for so long. It truly is an amazing post-narc life, but it's not going to be because all of your circumstances are perfect. It's going to be because you have built yourself into the person that creates those circumstances and deals with the less than ideal ones. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that what this really is all about? That's the invitation. That's the work that we do. And when I when I look at my life, yeah, the reality of my life is dark and twisty. I've got some crazy things all along the spectrum of experience, okay? But it's also full of love and life and creativity and ambition and passion and drive and exciting things that are on the horizon. I am always working on myself. I'm growing, learning, I'm undoing, I'm becoming, but it's not without its heavy times. And more heavy times are likely to be coming down the road. It's just, it's, I'm preparing myself for it. But so will more amazing times too, right? And I'm here for that ride. I'm all in for that ride. This is what I signed up for. At least that's what I choose to sign up for every day, right? And I hope you are too. You are not alone on this path to recovery on this path of life that in- involves narcissists. You're not alone. There's so many people dealing with what you deal with. In fact, it's really funny because the more clients I work with, the more similar I can see all of these patterns. Even narcissists will say the exact same phrases verbatim. It's wild. You are not alone in what you're going through. There are so many people who get what you're experiencing. And you can decide what your reality means to you, if anything, right? Maybe you don't decide it means anything. You just accept the reality that, yeah, this is it. This sucks. It just is. It's fine. You don't even have to decide that it sucks. That's just, that's an option. That's totally 100% optional. But most of the time, most people in this situation will agree with me. Yeah, this is, this is not ideal. But you can decide what your reality means to you. Maybe take out a piece of paper and really just journal out all of your thoughts about this reality that you're in? What are your thoughts about it? And what do you want to think about your reality? It's really totally up to you. I like to think about it in this way, to look at it as is, to acknowledge 
the terrible parts about it, the very real emotion that comes up for me when I have to interact with a narcissist and I haven't been as prepared as I thought I was because they will surprise you. (laughs) But it doesn't matter because I know that I can heal. I recently had an experience that I can't go too much into detail about because it's not necessarily my story to tell, but I was able to experience a very highly triggering situation with an arc in my life. And I was able to watch myself use these tools that I help my clients with all the time. And it was amazing. I was able to process it out. I held space for myself. I was able to talk about it. And then another times I wasn't ready to talk about it and I didn't. I was able to kind of make sense of things and process through it in my mind, looking at my thoughts, looking at my emotions, looking at the options. It was really an amazing experience for me to go through it with this new brain that I have, because I don't really have a ton of narcissist interactions anymore. Even though I do have the, the, you know, the, the people in my life that happen to have narc tendencies, I've, you know, set up my boundaries in a, in a specific way. And I've, I've set up my life to where my interactions are, are minimized But when I do have these interactions, it's really fascinating to see how my brain has developed and how these habits have changed for myself to be able to process through them in a much shorter amount of time, hold space for myself, hold compassion for myself, talk to my inner self who is freaking out, who is having a big trauma response and love on her and give her tons of space, right? Not judge her, not blame her, but also being able to see the reality of that situation Okay, what choices did I make in that situation? What did I come to the table with? And how did that play into this dynamic? That was really fascinating to see. Seeing that, oh, okay, because I was thinking this, I took this action over here and it contributed to this massive drama that I experienced. Okay, and I was able to see that without blaming myself, without taking inappropriate responsibility. And that was so empowering to me. It's like, oh, I know exactly what to do for next time. I don't have to worry about it and journal out and figure it out. I was able to see it for what it was and make a decision about what exactly to do going forward. That's really amazing. It gives me tons of clarity. It gives me the freedom and the space to be able to access this clarity because I'm not sitting there judging myself and shaming myself and inappropriately blaming myself for for the actions that I took in that interaction, right? Really fascinating stuff. And if if you're in this situation, again, you're not alone. You can learn these tools. You can learn these skills to be able to manage the situation that you're in. And if you like my brain and my experiences on your life and your goals, I'm here for you. Fill out an application to work with me. And once you fill it out, you'll uh, it'll actually take you to my calendar where you can book the consultation, And we'll talk about all your goals. We'll talk about your narc situation, how I can help. And if we do decide to work together, get ready for your life to change. It's going to be so incredible. You're going to start reaching your goals. You're going to start building the things you've always wanted. You're going to be surprised at what you accomplish and how it feels. This has been true for the vast majority of my clients. (laughs) Because if you show up, if you really commit to the work, if you are energized and excited by what I've been sharing with you and how you've seen me deal with these narc situations, what I've just been talking about, if that energizes you and excites you and fills you up with uh, this emotion that is driving you forward, 
and you show up to do the work every single week, you get coached, you're willing to look at the things that aren't pretty, you're willing to look at your emotions, you're willing to step into that situation, even though you've been blaming yourself for a long time and open yourself up to the possibility of, hey, maybe I don't have to blame myself for this. What would it look like if I took only responsibility for my actions and practicing and being willing to fail at it, being willing to get messy, being willing to start setting boundaries with people and it not go well, right? And then we come back and we evaluate it and we look at what you're going to do next and how you're going to change and how it's going to be better and repeating that process over and over, over the course of six months to a year. That's usually how long it takes for my clients to get where they want to go. Or if they have like more goals, obviously we work together longer, but generally speaking, uh, six months to a year does the job. If you're willing to do all of that, you are going to succeed. You're going to be so successful. You're going to be just really killing it in life, reaching those goals, finding that partner in your in that 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 just fills you up with so much love, finding that dream job or building your business that you've always wanted, you know, creating healthy relationships with your family members, with your children, becoming the parent you want to become, breaking those those generational cycles, all of those things absolutely are pretty much guaranteed, okay? They are guaranteed if you show up and do the work, if you show up to get the coaching. It's I've seen it over and over and over again. It's such a privilege. It's such an honor to to see that in my clients. I I just I, I'm in awe every time. And it, it again, like I've said this before, it's just so fulfilling that this is my job. This is what I get to do. I get to witness this. It's like watching miracles every single day. It's truly, truly an honor. And so if this, if that's what lights you up, if you are motivated by this, you're going to see amazing things. And I would be so thrilled and so honored to be part of your journey. So yeah, fill out the application. Let's go. Let's get to work. It'll be so fun. And I can't wait to hear from you. In the meantime, I hope you have an amazing day. I hope that you've gotten some perspective today, some clarity today. And I hope that you continue to do this work going forward, whatever that looks like for you. All right. All right. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next time. Bye. Are you ready to take your postdoc life from dream to reality? I work with people just like you who've had to survive a lot of narcissist abuse and want to build things they never thought possible. If you want my help, I offer one-on-one coaching where we deep dive into your specific situation and clear out all the narcissist conditioning in your way so that you can start living the life you want. Feeling peace and setting boundaries? That is just the beginning. Go to laurabytheway.com to apply for your one-on-one coaching spot. See you there.